Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast to inspire you to take your career to the next level. In this podcast, I chat with amazing professionals who are leaders in their field and find out what's made them a success. Many of them have successfully made changes in their careers. They may have changed industry, changed job function, made big city or country moves, or taken the huge leap into entrepreneurship. I also share practical and actionable career tips for those who want to explore what to do next in their career and aren't sure about what steps to take to get moving. Subscribe to this podcast for regular updates or visit me at janejacksoncoach.com. This is Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com and you're listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Welcome back to my careers podcast, where I interview successful professionals who have made fascinating career changes. Today, I am delighted to welcome Sydney broadcaster and presenter, Steve O. Steve O is a radio broadcaster, presenter, music producer and consultant presenting the popular Steve O show on Sydney's FM airwaves and streaming worldwide. Now, although Steve is a relative latecomer to the world of radio, music has always been a strong influence and has been a consistent passion throughout his life. Born in London, Steve's early years were in the south of England before moving to Hong Kong as a teenager in his formative years, where he finished his education before embarking on a very eventful and varied career path. Steve served in the Royal Air Force in logistics and air movements in the UK and Germany. He was an international DJ, MC in Europe, and he's enjoyed a long career as a sales and marketing manager in the sportswear and leisurewear industries, and has also been an international tour director and is a property entrepreneur. He's had such an amazing career. Now he is fulfilling yet another long-held goal, presenting and producing radio shows, and is loving it. He balances this interesting career based in beautiful Sydney, where he embraces the ocean lifestyle and the occasional flat white. And to those who don't know, that's not a shark, it's a coffee. Now, I'm delighted to welcome Steve-O to the show, and good morning, Steve. Well, good morning, Jane, and um, thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's great to have you here. In fact, I'm doing something a little bit different today. Usually I do my interviews via Skype, and today you are sitting across from me at my dining table. How well, good is that? N- well, there's nothing like a one-to-one, and uh, I'm, I do prefer my interviews when I do them on the Steve O show on a face-to-face, but sometimes you just have to use technology exactly. and do it long distance. Yep, and now I can eyeball you while we're interviewing. So, <laughs> so to kick us off, because the podcast is mm-hmm. all about careers, um, I'd like to find out more about this incredible career path that you've had. And let's go back right to the beginning. When you were a little boy or when you were a young teenager, what career did you dream about? Well, at a very, very early age, I knew instinctively that uh, travel um, was going to be part of my life's journey. 
There was no doubt about it. In fact, uh, as a little boy, when I first went to France, to Paris, when I saw the Sacre Coeur from the Eiffel Tower at the age of, I think I was 10 years old, I thought, mm-hmm, I like this. I want to see more. And uh, really, that really literally was the beginning of my journey. And uh, uh, when I moved to uh, Hong Kong in my teen years with my family, that really opened the door to all possibilities. And that was really my first aha moment. Ah. And so growing up in the UK and then traveling around Europe before going to Hong Kong, and that would would have been a completely different culture, Mm -hmm. being in Asia. How how did you find living in Hong Kong? I I took to it like a duck like to water. You know, it's um, it was uh, just I embraced it. Um, I loved every minute. I went through to a tremendous uh, school called uh, King George V Grammar. Um, that was tremendous. Um, the social life was uh, fantastic uh, for all ages, whether you were a teenager, whether you were in your twenties, your thirties, or whatever. And my family had a wonderful time. And it was the culture. Um, it was the first time I lived in another co- country with culture. Um, I found the, the Chinese people uh, fascinating, um, friendly, um, laughing at themselves all the time. And I just, once again, I, I felt I fitted in and I knew. So at that time, it wasn't so much a career I had in mind, but I knew that travel was definitely, 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 definitely going to be part of it. And I knew that I wanted to continue to live um, in different parts of the world. Mm. And so from Hong Kong, how did your career start? Well, I actually thought to myself, right at this young age, how can I begin travel um, at such a young age? And uh, when in Hong Kong, I saw uh, the different forces at work. I saw the Royal Air Force. I saw the Army. I had uh, friends whose uh, families were in the uh, services and um, I saw people in the Navy, and I realised that maybe the Royal Air Force was for me. So when I returned to the, the UK, um, I applied to join the Royal Air Force, and they said, uh, well, welcome, Steve. And in I went, and uh, I served in the Royal Air Force um, confidently and happily for the next six years of my life. Wow, six years. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And so you, where were you based? I was based in uh, the UK. Um, I did a three-year tour in uh, Germany, which Mm -hmm. actually then really led me once again to live in a completely uh, new uh, country, a new location. And then I got to discover all the surrounding countries. I got to know Holland really well. Came my second home. Uh, Used to go to uh, down to uh, France as well, and it was uh, just and Belgium, Belgium too. So it was it was just a fascinating base and the. The life in the uh, forces, which I'm sure it is still to this day, it's a life of camaraderie um, where you are looking after your your fellow comrade um, in whatever, you know, whatever trade uh, that you're actually in. And uh, the uh, positive, uh, the other positive aspects was that if you uh, sought a, um, a path in uh, sports, then that was great. Mm-hmm. So um, I did a quite well in uh, swimming competitions and also athletics. So I had a lot of opportunity to once again travel through uh, representing uh, my uh, bases. Oh, wow. So you're a competitive mm -hmm. swimmer and athlete as well. And, of course, it had the um, subliminal subliminal 
force of uh, boosting my confidence. Mm. And so coming from six years in the Royal Air Force, where it would have been quite a structured lifestyle. Very much when so. You, when you left, was there any anxiety about, oh, I'm making a big change now, what am I going to do with my career? No, um, quite the opposite, actually. It was like, thought, right, next stage of the uh, Steve-O adventure, really. Um, when I was uh, in the Royal Air Force, I got uh, eventually involved in entertainments in the NAFWI clubs, which led me to start doing DJ. And once I began doing it, I realised I had a talent. I was immediately popular uh, working discos and nightclubs and everything. And it was a semi-professional career. And I was also a lifeguard as well. So I hardly ever touched my income because I just lived on my semi-pro DJ income and my lifeguard income. Wow, that's a, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But it was a, a, t- towards near the uh, six years when I had, once again, I had the aha moment. It was, uh, I was uh, doing a big um, gig to about 600 people. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I have to do this. So um, the RAF and I left on good terms. And um, I went and became... A, a professional DJ and for the next two years I worked around the UK and Europe again and this time basing myself in Switzerland where I started to work and enjoy being an international DJ. I think that sounds like so much fun being able to have your career take you from one country to another country and also to do what you love with mm. music. Now in your career you've told me that you spent time in the sportswear and leisurewear industries as a sales and marketing manager as well. So tell me, how did you how did you transition into this from doing the DJing and the lifeguarding and and then going into marketing? <laughs> well, I, of course, this is once again uh, in hindsight, isn't it? You when you're looking back, uh, you know, you sort of uh, realise the path you took, but when you're looking ahead, you never really know what's ahead. But um, I realised that I had sometimes full circle moments, and even after two years of being a professional. DJ, which I thoroughly enjoyed, I realised that perhaps it wasn't for me long term, but something that I could continue to make uh, an income from and enjoy as a semi-professional profession. Mm. Um, And that's when I decided that uh, perhaps my future lay in sales, because that had always interested me as well. So um, I applied for jobs and landed a job as an area sales manager in the south of England leading swimwear brand and um, another six year cycle I was uh, did that for six years um, thoroughly once again embraced uh, the lifestyle of uh, being an area sales manager um, knew my product well developed really really good relations with my customers was a natural salesman and um, enjoyed it and that then path then took me to um, develop my own sportswear agency where I was uh, uh, running agencies before then going into my own wholesale and retail uh, operation which I ran several years. Wow that sounds fascinating so it it sounds like you've got multiple skills that you were drawing upon and then from being a sales and marketing manager and being a six-year specialist Mm. obviously six years Mm. is good you get stuck in do a really good job and then time for something different. Yes, it's uh, it just it seems the way it works. But I think that um, although these uh, the, all these what I've been talking about have actually they're different, but actually they're not because it's all about presenting yourself. It's all about presentation, 
there you are. And you're presenting. We're all presenting all the time, even uh, socially, we're presenting. Our day-to-day lives, we're always presenting. And uh, you want people to respond to you. So whatever I've done in my career, whether it's selling, we're all selling ourselves some way, one way or the other. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, communication Mm. and just about every role that any of us have is is key to success, I reckon. Because if you can't communicate, if you don't have really good interpersonal communication skills, written as well as oral communication Mm. skills as well, it's very hard to get your message across. It's hard to motivate people. It's hard to sell as such as well. So, And also with your rounded resident voice, Steve, (laughs) which sounds so good. I mean, it's good that you're on the radio because you've got such a beautiful voice. Now, there was something else that you did too that I want to hear all about. You've been an international tour director, obviously fulfilling your love for travel. What was going on there? Tell me about that role. Well, uh, once again, um, I'd uh, come full full circle and I had um, some challenges in my life um, with health and I had to uh, take a while off and um, I sort of uh, thought about things again and uh, a very good friend of mine um, said, Steve, when you get back to good health again, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. He said, well, have you ever considered being a tour director? Um, because being a tour director, you can you can actually facilitate all the roles you've had into one. So doing presentation. So for my days as a uh, live DJ, I could be entertaining fifty people, a hundred people, two hundred people, three hundred people. Uh, but I had also begun to present, and also when I was uh, a sales manager, I had to present ranges and make sales presentations. Being a tour director is just the same thing again. Um, you are presenting to a group of tourists and you are their tour director. So you're looking after anything from 30 to 50 people, taking them around a country. So I went around the likes of North America, um, Europe again, back to Europe again. But this time I actually returned to China, not Hong Kong this time, but actually took tours around China. Wow, that sounds like a dream job, I think, for so many people. So tell me, what was the best experience as a tour director? <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a very, very, it's, it's an exhilarating, exciting experience, but it's very, very exhausting. So the, probably the most exciting thing was the end of the day when you could collapse. <laughs> but what I liked about it was that um, when you are doing a running uh, tours, um, they're normally on average about a 15-day tour. So you are getting a snapshot of places you're, you're traveling through. So you're actually having a, like a, a smorgasbord taste of a place, but not actually staying there a long time. So when you went to like San Francisco and I was doing a tour up on the uh, West Coast, up to um, Vancouver, you'd have three days in San Francisco. And then you go up for two days to three days in Seattle. And the wonderful uh, added bonus was that uh, as a tour director, I was actually being paid to see these wonderful places. And also then in my mind's eye, I was thinking, this is a place that I would definitely like to come back to. So it was just an absolutely fantastic way of seeing uh, new places around the world. Now, Steve, so you're traveling the world, obviously fulfilling your lifelong desires and and what you enjoy the most and now you are living in sydney tell me the story how did you get from all over the world to basing yourself in sydney 
Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Jane. That's a very good question. Um, it's going back, I had um, a seven-year battle with uh, ill health in my 30s. And uh, when um, in, the, uh, in the time that I was recovering, I had quite a long talk to myself. And I said one of the things was, what do you want to do now? And I thought, I have never been to Australia. I've never been to Australia. I rub shoulders in my uh, with people who've come and gone to Australia through my life, and always thought there was a place that I would probably connect with. So that was my next goal, and um, I started to, to take visits down to uh, uh, Australia through the next uh, ten years. I used to come down for one month or two months when time and finances allowed, and uh, began to then develop friendships here, and then made the big step. Um, thought I'll go for it. I met my partner, uh, which of course is always another good reason, and uh, uh, established myself here slowly at first, and uh, then became uh, then it developed into a real life. Okay, and so Steve, what path did you take to get to where you are today? Good question. Um, well, actually, uh, Jane, it was the groundwork and passion that I put into music all throughout the years, never losing my interest. Although leaving the live DJ world um, at a relatively uh, early age. And people in entertainment here in Sydney had heard of my past work. And I was recommended to one of Sydney's independent radio stations where I was offered my own show. And within six months, I was offered a second. And ever since then, I've slowly established my show as one of the top independent radio shows in Sydney. And I suppose... Um, I would say that the most rewarding aspect of my current role is that I influence people, I influence the listeners. I make a difference their day through my radio shows. Um, I love engaging and sharing my passion in music, and I, uh, I educate, I update, I inform, and I surprise, making my listeners really think about what I'm delivering. And the bonus uh, for me, I guess you could say, is to... I also interview top names in music and entertainment. And for that 30 minutes or so of interview, I'm on the same level, one-to-one, -one, most satisfying. That sounds wonderful. You know what I really like about your show, because I listen in as well, is that you do those amazing covers. You find those really well-known songs, and the next thing you do is you find a completely different artist mm -hmm. who's covered that song as well. And it's amazing. Sometimes I just hear something, and I think, wow, that, that's... I didn't even know that that person would sing. It's like that that new one. What was it called? The one that I liked so much with Skyfall and who's it was a it was a, they call that a mashup. It's yeah. um it's a new term by these upcoming uh, young producers and DJs in their twenties and thirties. Whereas the first time maybe they have only heard songs. So like Marvin Gaye's, I heard it through the grapevine, was a big hit in nineteen sixty nine. So that's a long time ago. So for someone who was maybe born in the late 80s or 90s and is now in their 20s or their 30s now, they wouldn't have heard it first time around. So when they hear that song, they're hearing it for the first time. And because they have got new ears, then they think that will fit with that. So with a point in a case which you actually said was this particular song, it was Marvin Gaye, heard it through a great, mixed with the orchestration mm. of Skyfall mm. from Adele yeah. and it Beautiful. works and Beautiful. it works and uh, really uh, I think things happen uh, 
in so many careers are what we do by osmosis. And uh, for me, I knew I wanted to make the Steve O Show at some time in the future totally original. How could I make it original and different from the, the rest of the pack? Also, you do some really interesting um, interviews with various artists. Yes, and there was yeah. one that I really liked um, when you were interviewing Susie Q. Susie Quattro, yeah. yes. There's Earth, Wind and Fire, who mm. have teamed up with mm. Chicago. Mm. And they are doing a duo tour together. Are they? Yes, they that are. That would be a yeah, dream yeah. tour. So, so once Fire again, and they're Facebooking yeah. like mad. And uh, So, you know, I share all these, I share all these things with my listeners. Today, we are featuring the music of the artists who are about to go on tour mm -hmm. on the soundtrack of your life, which How is another, which is another uh, catchphrase of mine. Yeah. And when I'm doing the, uh, the remix and re-edits and mashups, and here's such and such, like you've never heard before. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that, the know. soundtrack of your life. I like yes. that very much. But, now. you know, I'll just add that nothing is original. Now, I heard a broadcaster several years ago say that. He only ever said it once. I listened to different stations around the world uh, because I absorb what other people are doing. And sometimes I follow other presenters and I listen to them. And then every now and then I'll steal something. And that was from a broadcaster in North America. He said, and uh, next is the soundtrack of your life. And he never said it again. But I thought, oh, I like that. I'll do that. And so that's what we all do. We incorporate uh, different things. It's uh, not so much copying, but to do what you love until you find your own original style. So I believe in, like, copy your heroes and those who inspire you, and then you transcend from um, imitating to emulating and breaking through into your own thing. Yeah, that's true. You don't need mm. to reinvent the wheel. You can just make everything better, which Absolutely. is, which I, I think, is a really, really good way of... Um, thinking of your career as well. Now, Steve, if people want to listen to you, um, how are they going to find you? In in Sydney, they'll go to... Well, in Sydney, well, what they can do, first of all, they can go if they want to stream live, um, literally live, uh, they can go to thestevoshow.com and you can stream the show uh, through uh, thestevoshow.com and you've got the connection there. Um, secondly, you can also stream it from uh, the actual radio station, Northside radio.com.au um, I also have other links as well there's the uh, Steve O Show on Facebook where you have uh, not only uh, a reflection of the mashups and the remixes which I video in uh, video uh, music videos which so the listeners can actually see what they've heard but also I have the top 100 remix re-edits and mashups Steve O list so you can connect on the SoundCloud link there, the Steve O Show on SoundCloud, and then you can uh, pick whatever tracks you like to see. And I'm also on the Steve O Show on Vimeo.com, which is another link on my Facebook page, where you can then see all the music videos back in these tremendous new remixes and mashups. Oh, that's fantastic. So if anyone wants to listen to Steve O, the dulcet tones of Steve O, go to his website, steveoshow.com, and even better is to go to facebook.com Steve O Show because he's always updating uh, with all the latest shows that he's going to have and which artists he's going to be featuring. And, and I listen in because I really, really enjoy the music. So 
all that remains, Steve, really, is to say thank you so much for your time thank and you. your really interesting journey from the early days in the Royal Air Force to being an international DJ and a tour director and having your own leisure line and now becoming a, a radio broadcaster on the Sydney Airwaves. We're very lucky to have had you on the show today and thank you so much. There's just one more thing that I want to ask you, and that is, having had such a varied and interesting life, what would you say are the top three tips for success? For success, create a passive income, invest in property, let it make money for you while you're asleep. And while you do that, while that is working for you, you can get on with other projects. Be original, be the best, and be proud of your work. Make it your passion and the money will fly. Mm, I love the word passion. If you have passion for what you do, then really it doesn't feel like work at all. There's, um, there's an old saying, follow money and money runs. Follow mm -hmm. success and money comes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that one. Mm. I might use that for one I've of, got lots of those. photographic memes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> leave, leave us with one of your favorite sayings. Everything that needs to be said has already been said. But since no one was listening, everything... Must be said again. <laughs> Steve, that means I've got to have you on the show again, just in case no one listened to the first one. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. I really Thank you, like Jane. That to finish off. Most and enjoyable, <laughs> and it uh, makes a change being on the on the other end of the Q and A. Yeah, no, wonderful. So thank you so much. Okay. And uh, we'll pleasure. have you back on the show again. Thank you, Jane. Bye. All the best. Bye. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step -step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.